Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the Happy Place Podcast. My name's Jasmine. And I'm Tracy. We're coming to you with conversations about mental health and self-care. Join us as we learn how to better take care of our minds. Disclaimer, we are not health professionals. We are merely a mother and daughter on our own mental health journey, and we are sharing what we have learned. All right. Here we go. It's our first podcast. We're really excited about this. Um... Well, welcome, everybody, and we're glad you're here. We're glad you're listening. Um, again, we did this in the intro, but I'm Jasmine. This is my mom, Tracy. Tracy. <laughs> and we just have a lot to say about, you know, mental health and all of that, and we really want to share what we've learned because we talk to each other about it all the time, right? <laughs> yes. It's kind of a constant conversation between the two of us. Kind of like we call each other on the daily. And, <laughs> Did you have anxiety today? Because I had anxiety today and I was thinking about you. It's one of those things I apologize to my daughter about quite frequently. <laughs> yeah, you did this to me. <laughs> Sorry I did this to you. Just kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, I kind of want to just like start off. How was your week? Tell me about your week. I had a great week. Um, it's, you know, my favorite day was actually yesterday. Was <laughs> it just yesterday? It was Sunday. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. It was just yesterday. So, yeah, yesterday, um, your dad and I, Matt and I, went up to uh, Sundance, and we rode the lift up, and I just wanted to get outside and get in nature, and I've been gone for a bit, bit, just got back to Utah, and I just wanted to reconnect with Utah, and we went for a lift ride up there, went for a hike, and watched the zip liners, and next time I go up, I'm getting on that zip line, <laughs> with or without him, because he won't go on it. Because <laughs> he's scared of heights, and that's okay. We accept him for it. And we love him for it anyway. So that was amazing. How about you? <laughs> um, my week was really good. I had a lot going on this week. Um, lots of work. I'm starting school tomorrow. I'm kind of excited about that. Nice. So I've been really busy, but it's there's been some really cool things that have happened. So me and Wes, my new husband, we bought a trailer. Uh, you did? Yeah, you don't even <laughs> know this. I know. All right. You're going to have to come over and see it. I have to awesome. wait for podcasts now, I guess, to hear about my daughter's life. <laughs> you know, I forget sometimes. It's fine. But anyways, so, yeah, so we bought a camping trailer. So now we're going to go camping, like, every other weekend and try and get out in nature more because that is definitely a good thing, like you just said. Nice. So we might steal that from you a couple times. <laughs> That's totally fine. That's what it's for. So, yeah, we bought a trailer. Um, I got my name changed to my new name, so I got to sign my new name on some stuff this week. So that was really exciting. And okay, I, I totally have to interrupt her for a second. <laughs> because this girl, when she was in elementary school, used to handwrite her last name as Mrs. Weston. Mrs. No, Mrs. Hawkins. Mrs. Hawkins. Mrs. Hawkins. Because she liked that last name, because she had a teacher that had that last name, and she did not even know her husband at the time, and then she ended up marrying a Weston Hawkins. So... <laughs> How's that for creating? Oh my gosh, I like am living the dream. That's all I can say. Because I have my my last name now <laughs> and I'm excited about it. And lastly, I have to give a little shout out to my girls because we went for a spa day yesterday, Christina and Laura, and we or not yesterday, on Saturday, and we had such a blast. Like I recommend massages to everybody. <laughs> they really are the bomb. That's our podcast, the end. Damn, yeah, we're done. <laughs> Just go get massages. Just go get massages. That's it. Just That's kidding. all you need to know. Massages. They're great. Anyways. Well, I don't know. Should we jump in? Yeah, let's jump in. All right, cool. Well, let's see. First, pro- probably what you need to know um, before you can decide what to do when you're depressed is to know if you're depressed. So, like, how do you know, how do you know if you're depressed? Let's 
You, you can yeah, start I don't this think one. that we even set, talked about that we were going to talk about depression today. So oh, we did. Um, oh, we did. Right. <laughs> okay. So, um, so first of all, we just kind of want to talk about what it feels like. And I know for everybody, it's probably a little bit different, but there's also a lot of common things for pe when people feel depressed. I know for me, I'll just start feeling a little bit dark, a little bit heavy, um, just a sadness kicking in. I don't feel like being social. I maybe don't feel like getting ready as much. I, I start to hermit a little. I want to stay inside. I just don't feel like myself. And you'll probably hear a lot of people describe having kind of a dark cloud over them because it just feels like it's cloudy and dark and the sun isn't shining. Yeah. Um, that's one of the things for me. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, no, I definitely, that and on top of that, I get a lot of the, I get a lot of the downward spiral. Like, that's usually how I know. Like, I'm not the type of person where, the, like, the first day I will stay in bed right off the bat and, like, feel like I can't do anything. It actually is more of a, like, I know in my head because I'm feeling, yeah, I'm feeling really dark. And it's all this downward spiral of, like, it usually circles around, you're not good enough. And nobody wants to help you. And nobody wants to be there for you. And you don't have any friends. And that kind of thing. And it just keeps going around in that circle. I don't know if you have that too. Yeah, I guess the thought patterns is probably one of the biggest clue. Yeah. Because it's a, not a normal thought pattern And for they're me. so, like, yeah, it's <clears throat> not a normal thought pattern. And they're so self-deprecating. Like, you, I don't... I don't usually walk around saying that I'm the worst person in the world, but when I'm depressed, I feel like I'm the worst person in the world. Yeah, I can see that. I, I definitely can, I hear those thoughts in my head and I'll start to notice like, where are those thoughts coming from? Yeah. That's not me. Why am I thinking that? Yeah. So <coughs> that's what I, that's what I feel like. But, uh, what the experts say, so I did a little bit of research and, um, the, Technical terms for all of them is, so you have feelings of hopelessness and despair that won't go away. If you're having a hard time doing simple tasks without feeling overwhelmed, these are things like getting out of bed in the morning, brushing your teeth, taking a shower, like simple, simple things that usually you don't have a hard time with that all of a sudden seem so heavy. Um, if these feelings have been going on for a long time or if you're having thoughts of suicide, please, 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 please contact a professional. And if... Well Go ahead. I want to go back. Of course, yeah, definitely. I didn't want to cut off contact a professional. You mm -hmm. can finish on that one. Please really quick. jump in. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. I was going to say we we kind of started out with talking about some of like the lesser of the feelings, but they can get pretty deep. Um, I've even had them get pretty deep, and uh -huh. um, and so the you know for me when I know I'm really in a deep depression, it's if just getting up and making food for myself yeah. seems like a chore, or seems I don't even have the energy to do that. Yeah. And I know that the professionals mix mentioned that but back to um yeah contact a professional if you're having thoughts of suicide then you definitely need to contact a professional if you have somebody in your life that is against that because I've met people and I know personally I've struggled with that in my past like if you have somebody that that you're with or family members that aren't supportive of that screw them and go anyways because <laughs> it's so important it's so important to talk to somebody about this stuff and if you have somebody in your life like that great but I know like if you don't Find, find a professional. Find somebody that you're comfortable talking to that you can go and can help you get through this. Perfect. Yeah. Yep. So we want to touch a little bit more on some of the things that we have learned that helps us. Some of the things that helps us to shift that depression, step through that depression, move on from that depression. Um, we were talking a little bit about the podcast beginning and what we wanted to name it. And I talked about stepping through depression, not overcoming depression mm -hmm. because I feel like a lot of times people will say, I'm cured of depression, or I've overcome depression, or um, <clears throat> something that, that says that it's, it will never come back. 
And I've actually done that too. I've gone through years and years and years of my life where I never felt depressed. And so I thought, oh, I'm cured of depression. And then all of a sudden one day it creeps in and then it's a scary thing to think, oh, am I going to go through that again? I have or am I going to deal? I have it again. What am I going to do? What's wrong with me? What am I going to do? But I think saying that I'm cured from depression is like saying I'm cured from the flu. It's, you know, if you're not taking care of yourself or you're exposed to different elements yeah. or you're not getting enough rest or just different things, you're going to get the flu. You might get sick. You might get, um, just need some sleep, need some rest. I feel like depression is very similar. Yep. Sometimes it's just where you just need some rest. So we just need a break from what we're doing. And so, um, we're, we're talking about things that when you start to feel those feelings, when you start to go into that depression, how can you step through it and move beyond it and move out of yeah, it. Yeah, I like that. Let's just say that from now on. We're stepping through depression. We're Step. not curing ourselves. We're not, yeah, I like that. That's good. Sorry, continue. No, perfect, <laughs> perfect. Um, so wallowing versus working out. Ooh, ooh. We've got a great story about we this have one. Good stories for a lot of these, actually. So, um, <laughs> I learned a long time ago um, that if I just gave myself permission mm -hmm. to just feel what I was feeling and just allow it, then it didn't last as long. I was able to step through it a lot quicker. Um, where when I was younger and I didn't quite understand myself, I didn't have the education that I have now, I thought that if I stayed in bed, if I watched TV, if I ate junk food, that made me a horrible person and then I felt worse about myself and then it would go longer and longer and I'd go deeper and deeper and deeper yeah. into it. Yeah, and guys, like... You don't have to apologize for this stuff. Like, this this works. We've tried it. Like, it really does. Like, my my depression goes away so much faster. Like, my episodes, I should say. Like, not my depression period. But my episodes go away so much faster when I, yeah, when I do that. And you taught me that. Like, give yourself permission and you can get through it a lot faster. So, yeah, Jasmine called me one day. <laughs> And told me I'm starting to feel depressed. I'm really I've been struggling this week. I'm not sure what to do. And she was in tears and just really having a hard day. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I want you to just call off work. I want you to stay in bed. I want you to binge watch TV, get your favorite junk food. <laughs> Which sounded like the best day to me. Like, <laughs> And just do everything that normally you would feel too guilty to do. Just do it. Don't feel guilty about it. Wait till your husband goes to work. Well, he wasn't her husband's time. But wait till your husband goes to work so that you could just... Nobody's judging you and just do it for a day. And I promise you, if you just allow yourself to do it, you don't feel guilty about it, you're going to feel better tomorrow. And then she came to my house when I wasn't home. What happened next? Oh, so I came home and I decided to talk to my dad about it because I was still feeling down and my mom wasn't here. And so I was like, I'll just talk to my dad because I need to talk to somebody. It's not gone yet and I just want to get this out. So I started talking to my dad about it. And he goes, well, I have some advice for you if you're ready to hear it. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, you need to, you need to work out and you need to go to work and you need to get around people and you need to eat healthy and you need to do all these things and all these things that I, like my head started spinning because <laughs> that just felt like so much to do. So it was just funny because they were completely contradicted. And the thing is, is they're both right. They're both right. Yeah. They're both There's, good. Neither of them are wrong. It's just sometimes we need that one day to just allow ourselves to then the next day feel like doing the other thing. Yeah. And so, and, and different things work for different people. So you've got to figure out what works for you. But I just thought it was funny that we gave her such opposite advice. <laughs> I think she took mine. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> took yours because, come on, who doesn't want to sit in bed and watch Netflix and eat food all day? The like, trick is to give yourself permission for a day to do that. Don't give yourself permission to for do that a lifetime. For a yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, what's the, what's the next one? Uh, going out with friends. So, oh, yeah. 
we kind of talked about that. Yeah, that was one of those, yeah, that he, my dad told me, he's like, you need to go out with friends, and that sounded like such a big, I cannot talk, sounded <laughs> like such a big deal at the time, but it is, it really is true, like, if you can get out with friends, and maybe the first day, like, you give yourself permission to lay in bed, but call some friends and get out there. Well, and I think, didn't you have something to share about that? Yeah, I do. So, I actually just recently started doing this because I don't know if you guys hand, do this too. And if you do, let me know because I want to know if I'm not alone. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I started, I created a list on my phone. And it's all of the people in my life that at any given moment I could call and go hang out with. Like, people that are close. So, I have friends that are in California and stuff that I love to death. And I always want to go hang out with them, but they're so far away. So that's immediately what I go to when I'm depressed is I have no one in my life that I can go spend time with. My friends are in California, and I don't have anybody. That's immediately, that's one of my first thoughts, actually. It's one of I'm the depressed. lies we tell ourselves. Yeah, that I'm all alone, that I'm all alone and I have no one. And so I just made this list of people in my life because, and it's kind of surprising when you think you have no one, there actually are a lot of people, whether they're coworkers or school friends or even people that just have kids like you, or people that are in the same yoga class as you, that you like kind of get along with, but you've never really reached out to before, write them down on the list, because you can go through that list. If you've got a list of five people, or 10 people, or 20 people, you can go through that list, and if the first person is busy or won't answer, you can go down the list and call the next one, and it just you just keep calling people on that list until you find somebody that you can go hang out with, or have lunch with, or anything, and it, it, it's been awesome. Well, I think even just being able to see that list because mm -hmm. that's a lie that's going on in yeah. our head. It's one of those thoughts that lies to us and say, says we're lonely. We have no one. We have no friends. Just to open that list and realize, oh, yes, I do. Yeah. Um, so I think that's amazing. Yeah, it just stops that lie right as it comes into your head. So, yeah, that's a good one. So another one we were talking about is word vomit on paper. Yes, word vomit. I actually I actually have another story about this too. I think we grouped all mine at the top and yours at the bottom, but that's okay. Um, so I, I used to do this a lot, and it does help. It's not like, I don't know if it's for everybody, but it definitely helps me. Um, I either get out a journal or even just a scrap of paper if I'm somewhere where I don't have my journal, and I will just get all the thoughts that I'm thinking in my head and just write them down on paper immediately. Like, not even thinking about it. If it doesn't make sense, if the grammar's not right, it doesn't matter because you're just going to write them down. And then afterwards, I don't look at it. Because if you read through it again, I've done that. And that actually throws me back into it. Like, oh, man, that's true. And then I start analyzing it. And you don't want to analyze it. You just need an outlet for it. So I just write it down on paper and call it good and just ditch it. Well, and I would suggest maybe doing that before you call your friend. Yeah, that's probably good. Because idea. then all the negative self-talk can get out on the paper and be thrown away. So by the time you call your friend, that negative self-talk has already kind of worked itself out. Yeah, and then it's just like another lifeline. Yeah, and on the same thing with the friend, we um, we talked about having an emergency contact. Um, this emergency contact should be a friend that you trust that will give you permission to feel what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. So not someone that's going to make you feel guilty, that's going to um, make you feel worse about yourself at that time, but someone that will just listen, that will yeah. be compassionate, that maybe understands that has gone through something similar. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give a little shout-out to Teresa here because Yay. I have been Teresa's, and Hi, Teresa, Teresa has been mine for years. <laughs> um, we, we call ourselves emotionally vomit friends because... <laughs> If we are having a day where we just need to emotionally vomit, we that can do that. That really gross. It does sound really gross. You know, vomit on your paper and then vomit on your friend. <laughs> <laughs> just, 
No, I, I love Teresa and I'm so grateful, but she's been that friend for me. And, and I always know I, I, we can have gone months and months without talking to each other. And if I'm going through something like that, I could give her a call and she will be there and same yeah. um, me for her. So, um, I just want to note that it's raining right now and I love the and rain. It feels so awesome. There is a little bit of a cloud, but it's a sunshiny, it's rainy, a sunshiny that cloud. rainy cloud. That's just like, Hey, go sit in your pajamas and record a podcast. <laughs> All right, um, so another one that we had was doing what you love or what makes you feel better or safe. Um, so for me, these are things like eating macaroni and cheese and watching Netflix and going out and dancing, and that's yours too. I know you love that. Yeah, and it, it, it depends on where I'm at in the cycle. Um, if, that's true. if I'm pretty deep in it and I just need to feel safe, it's usually cutting up, cuddling up with a blanket next to my husband and watching yeah, a movie or something that book, I feel safe. Reading a book. Taking a bath. But if I can get myself out to go dancing, that's uh, movement, movement, movement. I mean, if you can move and move your body and move that energy around. Even, we did not write this down on the on the list, but I just have, I have another story. But I, one time, I knew, I knew that if I could get my body to move, I would feel a lot better. And it was just like random instinct in that moment. I don't even know where it came from, but... I knew if I could get moving that I would feel a little bit better. And so I closed the door to my bedroom and I turned on some music and I just started like crazy moving in my bedroom. Like it was kind of crazy how yeah. how much it worked. And I just started laughing all of a sudden. Yeah, a lot of times uh, those kind of feelings are just stuck energy in us yeah. that we just need to move around and move out. And, yeah. Um, which it's kind of leads into the next one with crying. Yeah. And that's also stuck energy. I think a lot of us try to hold back tears and try not to cry. Um, for me personally, I would rather cry by myself. And so I like to go to my room and just cry. Or if my husband sees me, I just say, I'm just going to cry for a while. <laughs> There's nothing I need you to do. Nothing's wrong. I just have to get it out. And I give myself permission to cry. Shower is a great place to cry. A shower is a great... No one's going to interrupt you in there. <laughs> unless you... Unless... Someone does interrupt you in there. And We're then you, criers, though. We and then you just pretend like it's the water running down your face. It's fine. <laughs> We're criers, though. We don't we have are. a hard time with crying. But nope. I, I've even taught my husband to be a crier. Yeah. I know. It's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. We cry all the time, though. At, like, puppy puppy commercials and stuff. Um, all right. Oh, and then... Calling in sick to work. This is a big one. Um, and I... This is kind of something that I feel like in our society we don't really acknowledge that it's something that's a thing, something that we can do, but call in sick to work. Like, if you are having a mental health day, if you are depressed, that is just as bad as having the flu. You can't function the same way that you do normally, which is why you stay home when you have the flu. You feel, you feel really bad. And you feel really bad when you have the flu. Like, stay home. Call, Give yourself permission to call into work. And you don't even need to tell anybody. This is something that you told me because she, when she called me one time, she's like, you can call in sick to work and just stay home. And I'm like, well, what if, what if they ask me? What if they ask me why I'm staying home from work and then I don't want to tell them that I'm depressed? And she's like, if you don't feel like you want to tell them that you're depressed, then don't. Tell them that you're not feeling well. Tell them that you're sick. Tell them because it is what it is. Like, if you're, if you are having a mental health day, it is a sick day. It can be considered a sick day. So just yeah. tell them you're sick. And, it's not a lie. And we don't want to sound like we're advocating to call in sick once a week or no, anything. No, no. We're talking about those days when you just know that it's, I mean, I think a lot of people that struggle with depression are a lot of people that work really hard and over-exhaust themselves. Yep. And so it's not usually going to be 
a, a frequent thing. And yeah. I get that there are people that have um, more long-term things that, that need medication and stuff like this. But we're talking about more that day that we said, just give yourself permission to stay in bed and be sick and, yeah. and, and look at it as just, I'm not, I'm feeling under the weather today. There's yeah. nothing wrong with you. You've just overburnt yourself and you're feeling overwhelmed and a little under the weather. Um, meditation. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is a loaded, this is a loaded one. And I'm sure you guys have all heard of meditation before. We're going to do an entire episode on meditation. We do d dabble in it a little bit on this episode, but we're going to dedicate an entire episode, maybe even two or three episodes on well, meditation. It's, it's been huge for us. This is something very new, um, or newer for Jasmine and mm -hmm. I, and, um, something that we definitely have both learned that we can't live without. Yeah, no, I even like, so I... I work where I, at my work, I get to travel um, a lot. And I started doing meditation and I just had like the best couple weeks when I was meditating. I felt so good at work. I felt really clear. And I didn't really know if it was the meditation or not, you know, because it was kind of something that I felt like it was a little bit more gradual and I was feeling good anyways. And so I was just like, oh, I didn't really think about it that much. And then I went on vacation and while I was on vacation, I was just so busy. I was either sleeping or working. And so I didn't meditate. And even though it takes 10 minutes, it's not really an excuse, but <laughs> I didn't meditate while I was on vacation or on my work trip. And I came home and I felt so gross. Like I can't even, my brain just felt like mush and I felt tired. I felt angry. I felt just down and started meditating again and I feel a lot better now. Yeah, I can't live without it. It's yeah. it's become part of my daily routine and I just can't live without meditation. We and it is such it. a it's a, there's so much more long-term effects and so many other effects from meditation than just helping to deal with depression, but Yeah. And uh, it, this is like backed up by science yeah, too. So but we'll we'll, we'll, we'll do about. a whole podcast. About it. <laughs> that's, a whole, that's a whole other day. A whole other I was day. kind of excited to hear about this one because you wrote it down like all secretively. You're like, oh, I have something to say about this, and I didn't even know. I don't know anything about this. So about the niacin. Yeah, tell me about it. So um, niacin was something. There was a time when we lived in Tennessee that um, I went through a pretty rough depression actually, and. Um, and depression's been something that's, that I've dealt with over different periods of time in my life and it will, I won't have it for years and years and years and that will hit. And usually now because of the tools that I have, it's pretty short lived. But back when I was going through this one, it was, it was a long, it was like weeks that I was really struggling with it. And my husband was starting to get concerned and, um, we were watching a documentary and the doctor on the documentary happened to mention that niacin, which is a B vitamin, is very good for depression and that you can't overdose on it um, and so you can take large amounts of it now obviously check with your physician I'm not mm -hmm. a medical professional but in the documentary that was a doctor that said this and so I trusted the doctor we tried it my husband would bring me up handfuls of niacin um, morning and night he'd he'd set a handful of niacin by my bed with a cup of, of water and, um, and then sunshine, which we didn't write down, which yeah, is huge, sunshine. he would, you know, and then I would sit in the sun, I would take my niacin within a couple of days and I've, I've been feeling pretty bad for a couple of weeks within a couple of days, I was feeling much better. Um, so that's kind of my go-to now. And I'm surprised that you don't know that one because 
I, I feel like you probably have mentioned that one to yeah. me, but you were, were talking about like a story because I've heard of niacin before, okay. so I'm sure you've told me yeah. about it, but you so, mentioned a story and I was like, I don't know this story. Yeah, so that's, I mean, sometimes when we're filmed that way, we just want to know there's something we can take and, and, mm-hmm. and, and I, if it's not something you're dealing with regularly, you're probably not on medication for it mm-hmm. and we obviously have no judgment of being on medication if that's what you need to right. do, but for me and I think Jasmine too, it comes and goes, and it's not very frequent. Yeah. And so getting on medication just seems silly to us because we'll have it for a week, and then we'll be good for years. Well, and not only that, sometimes. but, like, I get the side effects from medication. Yeah, so me if I if I take medication and I'm not having depression that week, then I'm just going to have all the side effects without the benefits. And yeah. So for me, it doesn't make sense, yeah. but for a lot of people, it most certainly does. Yeah. So, so that's something that can help. Um, the next one I put is permission with a ton of exclamation points because um, that we really covered, and so I'm just going to touch on it again because I feel like we get covered it, is just and giving yourself permission to feel the way that you're feeling. Permission. Do not beat yourself up for having the feelings that you're feeling. Give yourself permission to feel it. Give yourself permission to talk to someone about it. Give yourself permission to just be with what's going on and give and be compassionate with yourself. Think of what you would tell a friend if a friend called you feeling the way you were feeling or having the same thoughts that you're having and give yourself that same permission, that same love, that same kindness. Um, that can go so far into breaking the cycle so much quicker. So I think another big one for us is understanding that I can actually choose to have different thoughts than what I'm having right now. I think a lot of people struggle with when you're in depression, you feel helpless, you feel just like this is going to happen, this is going to be here forever and I have no control over it and you're just kind of giving up all of your power to the way that you're feeling. But it is actually possible to choose the thoughts that you're thinking and I think that's going to tie back into meditation a lot. I know, I was just you thinking know? that. <laughs> it's funny that you said that. It is. I was just thinking when you meditate... You're noticing the thoughts, Mm -hmm. but you're not attaching to those thoughts. Yeah. And so when you start to learn that your thoughts aren't you, and you can just notice the thoughts, then when that thought comes up of, I have no friends, you can be like, shut up, I do too. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah, get out of here. (laughs) You can choose to to have a different thought or combat that (laughs) thought. Or even like, if you keep having a repetitive thought, replace it with something different. Like, I'm, I'm hopeless. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm awesome. Yep. You know, you're... Uh, I can't think of one. <laughs> I'm obviously not depressed right now. Because I would come up with a bunch of them. If We'd I have a string. <laughs> We'd have a string. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I feel like we just ha- we put down diet, exercise, rest, and sleep. Because those are so important. And when, I don't want to brush over them. Yeah, we um, did kind of talk bad about them. But they're good things. No, I didn't even... Did we talk bad? Well, oh. I did. You did it. I did a little bit. I kind of bashed <laughs> no. them. Just because I want to Netflix and chill all the time. <laughs> no, I just... I mean, it's... I think they're the obvious ones. I think we hear everywhere. Mm-hmm. Diet, exercise, rest. I mean, we all know that. And we all struggle with those things and we're all working on those things and those are no-brainers and those are more long-term those are preventative we all need to pay attention to our diet our gut and what we're eating has so much to do with our our emotions and our Mm -hmm. hormones and keeping everything balanced 
exercise has so much to do with releasing those endorphins so that we can be happy and we can be healthy and getting enough sleep is yep. is huge. Um, for me, I don't struggle with getting enough sleep when I'm depressed because mine's the opposite problem. I don't struggle with it getting enough sleep hardly ever, <laughs> ever because if I don't have eight hours of sleep, I'm not going into work that No, I'm just kidding. So I don't really think about getting sleep because I think, no, I get plenty of sleep. It's the opposite. Yeah. Um, and then finally, talk to a therapist. We did talk about this earlier, but we're going to repeat the things that are important. This is important. Um these people go to school for a long time so that they can know how to best help you and it is going to help you i promise you need to talk to somebody and especially if it's especially if it's not something that you feel like you can handle on your own if you are having those thoughts of i'm never going to get out of this and it continues and you keep getting depressed and you stay depressed for a long time talk to somebody well and 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 just to kind of sum it all up um Depression is something that I started dealing with as a teenager and how I deal with it now and how I dealt with dealt with it as a teenager has changed drastically yep. because of multiple things. There is not one thing that I can say helped me. It was multiple things. Um, and so you've got to, you've got to just continue figuring out what works for you, whether it's trying the things that we suggested, whether it's talking to a therapist, mm -hmm. whether it is getting on a medication, um, what works for you. And as you learn these things and you tr practice them and you try them for yourself, you're really going to learn what works for you and, and come along with And honestly, that's what this podcast is all about. We want to, we want to give you our experiences. And honestly, there are going to be a lot of things that we talk about that we are new to or have tried before and we just want this to be a place of let's figure out what works for us because not a lot of people it is getting more widespread but not a lot of people talk about depression on the daily like what they do for it and experience things together like we just need to open open the communication so that we can you know just decide and try new things and figure out how to deal with deal with these feelings anxiety depression and anything else so Amen. You rock. Yeah, you rock too. <laughs> so we're going to try to do something and we're doing this in the sense of knowing and hoping that one day we have advertising. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we are always going to have a positive quote, an uplifting quote to kind of break up our, um, our podcast a little bit. And this is where an we're advertiser will come it. in eventually. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so my quote for the day, the most beautiful people we have known are those who have known defeat known suffering, known struggle, known loss, and have found their way out of the depths. These persons have an appreciation, a sensitivity, and an understanding of life that fills them with compassion, gentleness, and a deep loving concern. Beautiful people do not just happen by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. Oh my gosh. Can we call our followers beautiful people? Yes. You guys, how do you feel about that? Do you want to be beautiful people? From now on, we're going to address you as beautiful people. We're going to address you as beautiful people. And if you hate it, <laughs> let us know. But I don't think you should hate that title. <laughs> That's a good title to have. And remember, beautiful people just do not just, not just happen. happen. You can't just randomly be a beautiful person. You're created. You're create yourself to be a beautiful person. All right, um, so another thing we're going to do every week is we're going to, after we talk about our opinion <laughs> that we love talking about so much, took up probably most of the episode, we're going to actually tell you what the science says about it. So like what, 
we're gonna do a Google search and you can do this too if you want but be careful what you read like find find your good sources and I found the best sources that I that I could find and I did read some uh, scientific studies on these too but I didn't want to bore you guys with that so we'll include like the links um, in the episode in the show notes um, about where I got all this information but and I'll kind of I'll kind of dabble and tell you where I got it but um yeah, so just to start us off, so this is this comes from Tina Gilbertson. Um, she's a Colorado-based psycho- psychotherapist, um, and I actually got this from Reader's Digest, but this she does have a whole book and everything. If you guys are into reading books, um, maybe check it out. Um, but her advice is to name your feelings. So what this means, I'll just, I'll just read the quote. How do you feel about that? Perfect. Okay. <laughs> so here's a quote from her. So she says, when you don't like how you feel about something, instead of trying to change your thoughts... Give the feeling a name. For example, I feel envious right now, or I'm ashamed of how I handled that. You know, like, I think we all feel that way sometimes. Like, oh, man, I do you ever, like, totally analyze something that you said to somebody? Never. <laughs> that never <laughs> happens to you? What the heck? <laughs> Me? <kidding>. Analyze? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, so that's what she means. Like, if you feel bad about that, or if you feel like you handled something wrong or you feel or you're feeling angry at someone or something or just life in general like name it um she also says it keeps you from building up a backlog of unexpressed feelings which can fuel depression so that is that's something that i really want to emphasize backlogged feelings fuel depression if you are having bad feelings and i know i like from personal experience i didn't really think of that until i read that quote but i totally totally get that because when I decide that I'm not going to burden anybody else with my thoughts or my feelings and like oh, I'm just I don't want to bring people down right now or I don't want to talk about that right now we're in a really good space or that kind of thing even like my husband sometimes I'll oh I don't really want to tell him about that because then he's going to think I'm being negative all the time but if I just keep those inside it actually makes me feel worse and it even almost throws me into a depression a lot of the time because then I start analyzing it in my head and going over and over and over in my head and it's not, I'm not releasing that energy. It just sticks there. So, any thoughts? No, I, same thing. I And, and that's something that I think I've just gotten better with with age and just learning because um, I... I noticed that with you a lot, and it mm-hmm. actually was frustrating to me that you wouldn't talk about it more, that you would shove it in or you'd stuff it down, because I've learned how important that is. Yep. So I'm really glad that you're starting to learn that, and you're starting to open up with that. See um, people, the people that you love want to hear from you. <laughs> talk to them. <laughs> Damn it. No. <laughs> um, so... Another, so another source is Psychology Today, and they talk about music therapy. I was so excited, so excited to hear about this. We're kind of a big music family. For a couple reasons. Yeah, A, we're a big music family. We love music. B, I actually did, um, I didn't even know if this was a thing or not. When I was, my, I think it was like my second English class that I took, and you have to write a paper for your English class, and I chose music therapy, and it was very minimal at the time. Like, there wasn't much information on it, so I had to get a lot of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Obscure, obscure, um, scientific research and stuff like that, that not a lot of people read. And it was like fact checked and everything, but I didn't like have a lot to go off of. I only had a few scientific and I even had, I remember having to go talk to my teacher, like, there's not a lot out there about this. Like, is this okay? And she's like, yeah, that's fine. Just find a couple other sources that you can back to and that kind of thing. But 
I searched for a, a long time and after finding this on Psychology Today, I kind of looked around a little bit. There's a lot more on it now. So I'm really excited about this one because um, science is finally starting to realize that this is a thing and they're doing a lot more research and studies on it. So that was really cool. Um, just, just a quote really quick. Uh, study after study has found that music therapy has a positive effect on a broad range of physical and psychological conditions, including dementia, anxiety, depression, and cancer. This was really cool research, and I know I'm gonna be I'm gonna nerd out for like two <laughs> seconds because I'm really excited about this. But um, when I was reading this article, they were talking about like kids with cancer and how they took a group of kids and they broke them into two separate groups and one of the groups got to listen to music while they were getting an IV and the other group didn't and it was so much easier to even find the vein on the kids that were listening to music and they were just a lot more compliant wow. to getting an IV than the kids that weren't listening wow. to music. that's interesting. It's just very interesting and I, I don't... I haven't said this yet, but I actually used to write music and sing music, and so I'm very, this is something I'm really passionate about, so I'm really excited about it. And an upside for all you people, there are no negative side effects to music therapy. You can listen to as much music as you want and not... You can't it. OD on music. You can't OD on music, my friends. <laughs> you can't do it. So, and just, so, just to go into, like, some things that you can practice for music therapy... So, um, improv. So if you, if you are into singing and you sing in your shower, I would recommend, this is something that I kind of do sometimes, just singing what's in your heart. This is kind of like the word vomit thing. Just like sing random words and random things with no one listening so you don't feel embarrassed. That's been proven to help. Um, just singing in general. So singing in your car, singing in the shower, singing anywhere you feel comfortable. Um, listening to music. So just making a playlist. Um, discussing music. So if you have an artist that you just love, go talk to somebody about that artist and tell them why you love that artist or why you love this song, this particular song. That Make your playlist. Yes. Um, I have my Spotify playlist that's called Happy Music. Um, so have your playlist, your workout music, your happy music, your relaxing music, your meditative music. Um, that, so you have quick go-tos of music that you know lifts you up. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And then um, lastly, this is something we already talked about, so it was nice to have some backup here, but moving to music. So dancing, like listening to music and just moving. Even if you feel like you're a terrible dancer, I promise you, it doesn't matter here. <laughs> you can move in the weirdest way possible and just get get that energy out. Get it out. Um, the last article that I read um, was from Forbes uh, magazine and um, online. Again, I'll link link that in the description, but they actually had quite a few um, things, and a lot of them are, a couple of them are things that we touched on, but the first one, surprise, meditation, meditation. that's the big <laughs> one, and they talked about that one a lot, um, and yeah, again, we're, we'll have a whole episode on this, so I'm not going to talk about that one too much, but meditate, 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 meditate. Um, second is getting around people, and I love, I actually really like this quote, well, it's not like an amazing quote or anything it just makes sense in my brain but lonely loneliness is linked to depression so when you're depressed it's one of the major feelings of it is feeling lonely so if you can combat that by getting out into the world and talking to people and talking to friends or even just go sit around some people until you feel okay yeah I, I find that um, a lot of times when I'm depressed it's very very that's probably the most difficult thing for me to do because I don't want people to see me like that mm -hmm. um, and so a lot of times, I will just go to a mall. 
yeah. uh, walk around a mall or just anywhere where I know that there's a lot of people. Or go a coffee go shop. into a city, go to a coffee shop, somewhere where I don't necessarily have to interact yet if mm-hmm. I'm not ready, but that I can feel the energy of other people and realize that there are other people around and I'm not alone. Yep. And then my next kind of step from that is inviting family over. Yeah. Having family over for dinner to play some games. Again, people that I feel safe about and comfortable around that I can still be myself. Definitely. But that start to help lift me out of that <clears throat> that state of loneliness. Definitely. 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 Um, the next one is journaling. And we can, we're actually going to do another episode on this one too. But um, journaling and what they say about it, it serves... It serves some of the same purposes as therapy, allowing you to create a narrative around the problem rather than leaving it um, leaving it an un- unstructured blog in your head. Blah. I can't talk. <laughs> yeah, so it's like talking to somebody that can't interrupt you. Well, like, and again, I, one of the things I've learned, a lot of the things that we share, there's also a balance to it. And so we're talking about going to friends and we're talking about expressing your feelings and we're talking about... But you've all been around those people where it is too much. Mm-hmm. You can go overboard with that. Um, and and so journal journaling helps. and the word vomiting and all of that stuff that we've talked about, using those tools first to help you kind of process through some of them really helps so that you you come when you do come around people and you do start to talk around people, you can express yourself in yeah. a healthy way. Yeah, definitely. Getting real over here. Um, the next one that they suggest is hobbies so having hobbies and that goes back to what we were talking about too with doing things that you love so find those hobbies and get out and do them and even like I think a big part of that is having a group of people that you can connect with like if you do love to dance you have a you take a dance class you have a group of people each week that you can go and have this have similar interests with and that goes for any class like that or anything like, find, find your hobby, find your tribe, find your people, and go out there and do it. Um, gratitude is another one that we didn't really talk about, but it is actually very important. Um, I, I started keeping a gratitude journal and just writing, like, three things that I'm grateful for every day. And it does. Like, it makes you – it more just turns your mind towards the positive things in your life. Like, instead of wallowing and thinking about the bad things that happened that day – um, you have gratitude and then all of a sudden you're thinking about the good things that are happening because you, you have to force your brain to think about the good things in order to be able to write three things down in your journal. Yeah. And, um, there's actually, this is a meme, but I'm going to quote it anyways because I love it <laughs> and I tell people this all the time and even Wes, like, did you have a bad day or did you have a bad five minutes that you milked for the entire day? Yep. No kidding. No kidding. Like, <laughs> And I've done that. I'm guilty of that. No, I'm totally guilty of that. That's why I loved it. I related to it so much because I'm like, oh yeah, I really did. Like someone said something bad to me and I just analyzed it for the entire day and then it felt like I had a bad day. Yep. So gratitude. Gratitude's important. Um, serving, volunteering, or helping others. This is one I actually really want to get into with you because we haven't like really, we used to do this a lot more, but I definitely like think that volunteering for people, even, um, we did for school, I had to go volunteer and plant trees. And even that, like, you just feel really good after you leave. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, no, nobody can, can argue with the fact that when you've been serving other people and you're out of yourself, um, that it feels amazing. And again, it's one of those things that's tough to do when you're, when you're wallowing or you're feeling, and I hate to say the word wallowing, because I know sometimes we're wallowing and sometimes we really are just stuck. And yeah. so, 
Um, but but serving people, getting out of yourself, finding someone else that's in need or someone else that doesn't have as much as you have or yeah. something that you can do for someone else is always going to be Get helpful. outside of yourself. Of yeah, course. get outside of your head. Yeah. Um, and then their last one, which was really cool to read, uh, was spirituality. So um, what they say about it is releasing control from oneself to something bigger. Um, when you can release control and you know that like not everything is your fault or that sometimes you don't have power over everything, um, that can be a huge thing to help you get out of it because, yes, there is, like, you do have some control over your thoughts and you, you get to change those thoughts, but also you can't, you don't have control over absolutely everything in your world. Well, and I, and I know there have been times that I've gone through depression over something that I definitely had no control over, yeah. and there are, I know some friends that have gone through some depression, depression over some very tough things that they definitely had no control over. Yeah. So at a point there is, it's great to have a belief in, in something, a higher power, mm-hmm. um, whether it's, you know, God, the universe, Buddha, Buddha, nature, what Jesus, whatever it is for you, um, just having a, something that you can have faith in and kind of relinquish control to every once in exactly. a while. Yeah, exactly. For sure. All right. That's all me. <laughs> all right um we we talked about each week wanting to have some sort of a book review um a book re- book recommendation and i actually wrote down one for today but then as we've been talking another one keeps coming to my mind so i'll definitely share that one also um but the one that i wrote down was the anxiety and phobia workbook by edmund j Bourne. um this is a book that i did years and years ago um i've actually passed it on to my daughter mm-hmm. and um the reason i like this book so much is that I felt like I could read all day long, but it, it a lot of times we feel like we know it, but we're not sure how to apply it. And this book was actually a workbook that gave you exercises to do throughout. You had to write, you had to do some of the things that we've suggested. They challenged you to do things. You wrote things down. And I started to get more to the core of what was causing some of my anxiety. And I know that this isn't depression, but they're very closely related. Mm -hmm. And it definitely, this book definitely talks about depression. And so this one was a huge shift for me in the way that I looked at my depression and the way that I dealt with um, depression. And I hate to say my depression because I'm not owning it. But the (laughs) depression. The depression. And so so this is a book that I highly recommend. Um, And the other one that just has come to my mind so many times as we've been talking throughout this episode is... Um, Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. Um, just, gosh, touch, touching on gratitude again. This is a man that um, spent time in the camps and um, during World War II. Oh, the, the concentration The camps? concentration camps. Yeah. I don't know why I couldn't think of that word. Wow. And um, struggled with depression, and he talked about um, what it was that made the difference for the people that that survived that and what they didn't and having um, meaning in their life and having mm-hmm. a reason, a why. And that book is so good, and also is really good at putting things into perspective. Uh, I actually have been reading that one again recently. So that's just another book that I wanted to throw out there. Those two books, very, very different. You'll get very different things from them, um, but both of them are, are great books. They're important. Yes. Awesome. Um, the last thing that we want to have in each episode is a weekly challenge. So uh, this week, we have our weekly challenge is going to be to create your 911 kit. Um, and what your 911 kit is is a couple of things that we talked about in this episode. So the first one is finding an emergency contact. So that one person that you feel safe talking to, feel safe feeling around, um, and 
the one person that will give you permission to feel the way that find you find your Teresa. <laughs> find your Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> or your Tracy if you're me. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mom. <laughs> no. I love it. Awesome. Um, the second one is to make your list of friends. So go write it either on your phone, um, in a notebook, somewhere. Go write down your list of friends, people that you have a connection with no matter how small even if you only talk to them once but you just feel like I really like that person write them down write all of those names down in a book um or somewhere (laughs) (laughs) the last one is to make your music playlist so a happy music playlist like we talked about in the music therapy um whether it's like a five minute long like a couple or a five song long or a ten song long um, just something that when you're feeling down, you can listen to that and you can either move or sing or just feel or just like feel and know that it's going to make you feel better. So, and I even like when I'm listening to music on the daily, just if I hear a song that I'm just like, man, there's something about that note or that key or that beat that just makes me feel so good. I'll put it on that playlist, you know, just every day. Love it. Build it. <laughs> Hey, we just want to say we love all you beautiful people out beautiful there. Beautiful people, we love you. <laughs> and we just, you know, our, our hopes in, in doing this is just to be real and just hope that we can um, touch someone out there that somehow that we can make a difference. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, and so much. thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Um, I'm going to put all of our contact in the show notes, but really quick, just to go over it, our email is thehappyplaceproject at gmail.com. That's happy, H-A-P-P-I, thehappyplaceproject at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and Twitter at The Happy Place Project. That's, again, H-A-P-P-I, The Happy Place Project. Um, and our website isn't up yet if you're listening to this right when we're releasing it, but it is soon to come. So keep listening and looking out for that. And we will see you guys soon. Love you and be strong. Love you and be strong.